1: We've done your homework.
2: Hey everyone. This is Jody Sweeten from the podcast How Rude Tanneritos. Or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey.
3: You know what I was listening to on the way here was, um...
2: Oh,
4: well imagine, as I'm pacing the room in the church corridor, and I can't can't help but to hear. No, I can't help but to hear in exchanging of words. I just remember, like,
3: being a kid and then just waiting for permission to scream,
1: Ha!
3: You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> you're you like literally 12 and being like there was nothing more thrilling than being like on the dance floor and the school played this song. They bleeped it out, of course, but you were like ha!
5: you know, just like
3: <laughs> <laughs> top volume. So Rose, you're kind of a <laughs> you're kind of a spooky
4: girl. <laughs> you're saying I have a dark foreboding energy.
3: That's exactly what I'm saying, yes. Okay,
4: yeah, you're right. Where does that come from in your your upbringing? Well, when I was in middle school, I was a goth, and that was not a popular thing to be. Let's, Let's actually, let me say this. I wasn't a goth goth. I was a mall goth.
3: Oh my
4: god. I walked into a mall, walked into Hot Topic, and have never been the same since.
3: You're not like the other goths. You're a mall goth. Exactly. And meanwhile, Gotham was the scariest thing to me, but I wanted to be goth so bad.
4: Fran, I'm so excited to pop your cherry on what it means to be a mall goth.
3: I am clutching my rubber sex bracelets.
4: Because this is Like a Virgin, the show where we talk about yesterday's pop culture and give it today's takes. I'm Rose Damu. And I'm Fran Toronto. We're going to talk about what's going on in pop culture now, and then afterwards, meet us inside the mall.
3: Of course, at the top, we're going to discuss the new Adele album,
4: duh. And I guess you have some Keanu news? Well, it's not news, it's just something I saw on Twitter that I thought it would be fun to to touch on briefly. I guess we also ugh, I, we have to mention Eddie Redmayne. Who? But I think mostly what I'm interested in is what we've both been watching, which for me is the new season of The Great, and for both of us is Ultimate Girls Trip. That's right. I think we all have been in an, an emotional vortex caused by Adele. Yeah, y'all can't see right now,
3: but we've both poured just gargantuan glasses of wine. Um just huge. Well, that's not true. I don't like wine. Yeah, Rose famously hates wine. Rose, I, I don't know if you knew this about me, but like I really um obviously love Adele and I think that she's like perfect and her music is perfect, but I've never been an Adele stan.
4: Are there Adele stans, though? Right,
3: that's kind of true. Like, Adele stans are just, like, the world
4: in that she is, like, according to social sciences, like, one of the most popular people on the planet. Yeah, she's, like, so ubiquitous that I don't think there's, like, an Adele army the way there is for Gaga (laughs) or, you know, Ariana Grande. Right.
3: What I mean to say is that I, I don't think I've ever given one of her albums a close listen. And I think that this album, like, really... Shifted it. I just wasn't expecting
4: it. Like, when you first took it in, was it what you expected it to be? I was really expecting, you know, Sad Girl Autumn. Mm -hmm. And it's not that she didn't give us that. It was just very angry and sexy. It's also, like, so introspective. My Little Love is just, like, a punch to the gut. I also think that on this album, like, she's conscious of the fact that, you know, she's taking things that are incredibly personal to her And um, giving them out to the world. And then those things are going to live in the public consciousness forever. And I guess she's just leaning in yeah. because you think like something like the voice notes on my little love, like, I can't imagine bearing that kind of like gaping open wound mm-hmm. to the world but she did in a way that is so intimate, but, like, that's what great art is.
3: I usually, like, hate voice memos and, or, like, things like that, like, in songs. I think it can get really, like, cheap or gimmicky really fast, but, like, the emotional devastation was, like, so shaking and so real. I felt like, I don't know, it was such a gift, but it also had, like, a
4: Day vibe, there's like Amy influences in it. Oh, absolutely! All Night Parking really sounded to me like it could have been on Frank, Amy's yeah. first record, and that's very much like the lineage that I think of Adele really being in is like you know, these British like torch song writers, and it really felt to me like the Adele of. 21 and even 19 like the Adele who was like such a wild card when she came onto the scene and had like this really riotous energy and it was nice to hear her in this process of you know like letting go of her marriage finding herself again oh yeah I mean Adele like
3: will not stop talking about her Saturn return which is <laughs> like an amazing... relatable, yeah, highly relatable. She knows her demographic like so well. Um, But like production-wise, like it just like immediately shook me. Like from the first song, like "Strangers by Nature," which is definitely one of my favorite songs. It just has this like Disney-esque overture that was like Judy Garland, like Lavion Rose, like like she was doing things with this the production that we have just never heard from her before. This album, like compared to her others. Are less like technically perfect and designed for like radio pop. Um, a lot
4: of the songs on here obviously are gonna are huge radio songs. On, like- I don't know about that actually. Like, I don't know if this album will really translate to radio. I don't know if it's meant to. Um, and like she's she even said um to be loved, which I think is like the real crescendo of the album yeah she said she won't perform it live
3: right i heard that i think i'm thinking of can i get it which i just was reading the other day that um adele had never heard of max martin and heard that for the first time when she heard um i knew you were trouble and was like who is that guy you call him up i want to work with him and it's like <laughs> like that and that and that like years later led to this collaboration which like i mean the song does what it does. It's it's like it's a it's a bop. It's to me that is like the radio play. But I I love that like if you listen to like Cry Your Heart Out or even Oh My God, there are these kind of like 60s girl band
4: kind of vibes, like the chip monkey choruses. It is like, you know, mom, mom's night out yeah. <laughs> energy. And I I really like that. And it was the first. Song on the album where I was like, Oh, I wasn't expecting this. Yeah, I do really like how intentional she was about you having to listen to the album all the way through because as she tweeted about, um, she told Spotify that they had to take off the setting that they have that all albums like automatically. The only, the like automatic selection is that you will shuffle play them, and she said that they had to not do that for her album because it's meant to be listened to in the order that she made it. It's which is such a serve. You, I mean, such a flex. <laughs> but it won't be a TikTok sound because Adele said that she refused to listen to her label and make short songs that you know, like could like pop off on TikTok.
3: Which more artists should do. By the way, did you read that there is a
4: 15 minute version of I Drink
3: Wine? <laughs> All songs should be 10 or 15 minutes. I think that's
4: honestly. No, they the no, point. they shouldn't. And I, I hope we're not getting 30 <laughs> Adele's version. No, no, no,
3: no. I I don't wish for that. I want Adele honestly, I she's given us so much with this album. I want her to hold on to as much as she wants to hold on to. Um, most importantly, and it must be said. She can deadlift 170 pounds. Did you know that?
4: Uh I didn't, but it actually makes total sense. It does. You know who I think can probably deadlift significantly more than that? But maybe not maybe not that much more actually is Keanu Reeves. <laughs> Fran, have you seen Speed? I honestly haven't really
3: seen most Keanu Reeves movies. I I I've okay. I watched Matrix 1 and 2, so stoned that I could barely comprehend what was going on. Okay, virgins, we
4: will be doing The Matrix. It's actually on our list. But, Excellent. Uh Speed is a great movie, and there was this story making the rounds uh, about how while they were making Speed, Sandra Bullock had kind of just, like, blown up. And she, like, told Keanu Reeves that she'd never had champagne and caviar I believe or maybe like oysters Um, and he was kind of shocked by that and then a couple days later uh, showed up at her house that she had just bought while she and her friend were at home like painting each other's nails and he showed up on his motorcycle with a bottle of champagne and was like I really wanted you to experience this and then he stayed and they painted his nails and I just thought that was so sweet. Not the motorcycle.
3: That is, like, an algorithmic perfect boyfriend gesture. Like, what is that? The motorcycle,
4: the caviar, the painting, the nails. Like, he's so hot. I did see someone retweet it and say something like, Keanu Reeves was written by a woman. And, like, (laughs) we have to stop that thing. I hate that. Like, no. You know what I do love is
3: um, caviar and potato chips with a little creme fraiche and some dill.
4: Ooh, ooh, I love... Caviar. Can mm. we have caviar soon? Yeah,
3: next time you come over, we'll do it.
4: Like like a virgin um, Christmas party. Yes, our Like a Virgin Christmas party at Margaritaville. You heard it here first. Yeah. <laughs> we yes, we are booking the, the um Universal City Walk Margaritaville for our company holiday party. And, and we are th-
3: saying this on the record. It's definitely gonna happen. Yeah.
4: Fran, thinking about Margaritaville has me thinking about what it exists in very close proximity to, which is universal studios where the wizarding world of harry potter is housed and uh, as i mentioned earlier a star of a harry potter film was in the news uh, okay wait i'm I'm
3: gonna i'm gonna let you finish but can we talk about that transition that was a that was a black belt jujitsu transition I I cannot believe the leap you just made. We just have to we have to like honor and
4: hold space for that. Anyways, continue. What did Eddie Redmayne do? When we're talking about my sister Eddie Redmayne, <laughs> no. we have to get the transition right. Right, of course, right. Eddie Redmayne, I guess, um said in an interview that he regrets playing The Danish Girl in The Danish Girl, the movie which he won an Oscar for where he, in which he plays a trans woman. I've never seen The Danish Girl. I do not feel called to see it. I do not really have anything to say about it other than, like, if they want to, like, CGI him out of the movie, uh, they're free to use my image, but, like, it's gonna cost
3: them. (laughs) It's an extremely average movie. I have seen it. All I feel like that needs to be said is that um, Eddie Redmayne was told the whole time, his whole press tour, the whole course of. Taking on this role, that it was not okay for him to take this role. So the fact that he's listening to it now is like not surprising. Just fitting into the culture climate, whatever. Like it, to me, it reminds me of when um, Darren Chris, like a, a year or two ago, was like, "I will no longer be playing any gay roles." Um, I've learned that that's not okay, and I was like, "Cool, I'm glad you are announcing this after you've done it a million
4: times." Also, it hasn't like it, it I- hasn't been that long since. The Danish Girl came out. It's not like we were yeah. in a radically different culture when he made the movie. Like, truly, I don't care. He should just not have talked about it. No. And I personally don't
3: even like like period dramas. I but do. you are a period drama I, girl. Maybe,
6: and
4: I think you were watching one maybe recently. Maybe I love a period drama. Um, I especially love a period drama, you know, like with a contemporary sensibility, and I w- have started watching the first couple episodes of The Great Season Two, which is Hulu's show about Catherine the Great with Elle Fanning. I really liked the first season. I liked how like irreverent was, and how it's not even just like modern sensibility. Like they use a lot of modern language, and like it is very much the Marie Antoinetteification of costume dramas. Sofia Coppola's Marie Antoinette, which is one of my favorite movies is definitely the blueprint for um i it's th- really? is definitely oh absolutely so it's like a similar vibe it's yeah well like i think okay. even something like dickinson on apple tv which i also love very much falls into that category of looking back at these historical figures some of them girl bosses and grafting modern feminist ideas onto them I mean,
3: I can't wait. That makes me really, really want to watch it. I, I did start watching. And I think I stopped when like my Apple TV subscription canceled. But I did restart my Apple TV subscription to watch The Morning Show, which I cannot get into. But it is maybe the most poorly written show I, I've ever watched. And, and I've watched Riverdale, all of it.
4: Well, thankfully, you and I have a taste for shows that require no writing whatsoever. Exactly, Like Bravo's Ultimate Girls Trip. People have been saying forever that there needs to be a Real Housewives All-Stars. And I think that the way Ultimate Girls Trip is set up is the perfect framing for a Real Housewives All-Stars. Because what are the best parts of any Real Housewives franchise? The vacations. That's where all the drama happens because it's taking all of these women and putting them together in a space where they can't leave. Supplying copious amounts of alcohol and having them fight over, like... Rooms and expensive dinners. So, getting all of these housewives from different franchises and putting them on a vacation together is perfect. It was to me very smart
3: to include Ramona, who is a chaos agent. I I think they've already filmed season two of this, or like the second rendition of this. So horrible. I know she she is a white supremacist. Um, she showed that off in the first episode by continually calling Kenya Portia. Like, multiple times. And it's like, Ramona, do you not read the briefs they send you? Like, do you go
4: into this completely yes, cold? Yes, she does. I mean, she yes, does. She, does. she, she definitely does not read.
3: She probably can't even She doesn't read. know she, who she, any she, of
4: them are. She doesn't know who she is. She has dementia. Yes.
3: Yeah, to me, who, okay, I, I'm curious to know who's in your personal Real Housewives All-Stars. I think we
4: have some people right. Mm-hmm. I think Kenya absolutely needs to be there because she is chaos, mm-hmm. pure and simple. I do think we need someone like Cynthia there to balance out Kenya's chaos a little bit. But Cynthia can get messy, too. Uh, I think Cynthia's a little too middle of the road for an all-stars cast as well. Teresa has to be there. Luann has to be there. Even Ramona has to be there because it's Ramona. In my opinion, I could take Ramona or Luann. And unfortunately, even though I hate her, I would pick Ramona. I understand where you're coming from. We need definitely more Beverly Hills girls. I think Dorit would do really well in this context because she would be serving looks, which no one is doing. I feel like
3: they very intentionally only cast one demon into this season because, uh, to me, I would add Brandy Glanville into this into the mix. But like to have Ramona and Brandy against each other might be honestly like the island might sink.
4: I would also love if we had a cameo, a la Jill Zarin showing up on Scary Island. So I think maybe having, like, Lisa Vanderpump helicopter in would
3: be nice. Well, Jill
4: is going to be in season two of Ultimate Girls Trip, I was reading, um, as is Brandi. Oh Klanfall. my God.
3: Oh my God. Okay. So I would throw those. Meredith Marks after this last episode is now to me in my all stars cast. Oh, we need Bethany. We need Yeah, Bethany. we need Bethany. I hate to say it. I, we do need Bethany. I would say maybe Wendy from Potomac. And we need Camille Grammer. We need Camille Grammer. And uh, we would never get Nene because it, she's Nene. We need Sheree. I was actually going to say.
4: Sheree needs the game. <laughs> oh. I was gonna say we need Kim Zolciak,
3: but Sheree would add more. You're you're right.
4: I don't know that Kim would do it because if she would only come if she could bring her husband and all twelve of them. Nor parents. would Bethany. Bethany would like they would have it at a property she owns, right. and she would greet them, and then and leave. then she'd make them all audition to be her interns, and then she'd burn the house down.
3: <laughs> Rose, you have to know that um in the third or fourth episode of Ultimate Girls Trip, they of course bring an astrologer. And this astrologer is also a psychic and can read into people's past lives. I'm using air quotes around astrologer because clearly no one knows what an astrologer is or does. And also the mystics and the astrologers and the palm readers that they hire for housewives are
4: usually like, you know, scam artists. No, but that's how you know this is hitting because the most iconic (laughs) Real Housewives seasons... Have psychics involved.
3: Yes, exactly. I mean, that is one of my favorite episodes I've ever watched is the psychic that smoked the fake cigarette. What was her
4: name? Yeah, she's, I know exactly when she's going to die and I love that about me. Oh my God, that is, is Maybe one, like a top 10 Real
3: Housewives episode. Maybe even top five. Um, But anyways, what I was saying is when the astrologer comes in, she starts talking about people's past lives and she looks at Kyle and she says, in your past
4: life, you were a man. <laughs> Oh, trans icon <laughs> Kyle Rich, Kyle Richards, and Eddie Redmayne. Y'all should link up. Um, <laughs> well, now let's uh, travel through time back to 2001 oh. uh, and go to the mall.
2: A free, spirited take on the iconic Victoria's Secret scent. Dive into a vibrant blend of juicy guava, lush palms, and summer glow peony. Shop now at your closest Victoria's Secret store or online at victoriasecret.com.
5: This is it. Your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of
0: That's nix.com promo code try fifteen for fifteen percent off life changing period underwear. That's k n i x dot com.
3: I'm really needing to know the difference between a goth goth and a mall goth.
4: To me, it's about the context of your gothdom. Maybe yeah, yeah. a true goth, I think. That kind of gothdom happens in isolation. Okay. A mall goth is more um, public and more tied to, like, capitalism.
3: More tied to fluorescent lighting, Annie's pretzels. And hot topic. If there's a mall goth starter pack, like, what are the things that kind of make up like to me, it's like the Janko jeans, right? Yeah, yeah. The bondage yeah. Big, pants.
4: Big big pants. Huge pants. Huge, <laughs> huge, you huge para- pants. You could yeah. fit children in there. Parachute pants. You could fit. What know. do you
3: put in your big pants, anyways?
4: Um, Depression.
3: You didn't put drugs because when you were a Molgoth, you weren't cool. Like, do Molgoths do drugs?
4: Mm, maybe like huffing. Well, I did. Ooh. I did used to huff yeah. when I was so like, So your pockets were filled with highlighters <laughs> with and sharp yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, Yeah. Whippets. Okay, so it's definitely the big pants. Okay, um, a T-shirt with some kind of slogan on it.
3: Oh, y- you woke me up.
4: Now what? Yeah, one of those. Or um, I used to have this one T-shirt that had um a monkey on it, and it said I fling Poo." What? Yeah, that is. It was US. It's so stupid. Sh- I owned it. Um, you would have. <laughs> wait, I'm
3: still wait.
4: <laughs> it said I fling uh, Poo." <laughs> Because monkeys throw poo.
3: poo. I, oh my god, that era of t. Now, okay, this is like a whole era of t-shirts. I wonder if there's like a listicle. Okay, anyways, sorry, continue.
4: Um, there would also be obviously the chain wallet.
3: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, or pants sometimes come with additional chains yes, as well. Yeah, yeah. Yeah,
4: yeah, I, I would say they were their vanity chains. They don't really do anything. Whereas the chain wallet exists to. Keep your wallet attached to your jeans.
3: Can we talk about these vanity chains real quick? Because they were called bondage pants, but when I I was in high school, I don't know what fucking bondage was. No, I didn't know what these chains were for. I knew they na- were loosely tied to like something in like related to sex.
4: And now, as an adult, like my bondage does not usually involve pants. <laughs> and yeah, exactly. Now, as an adult, I'm like, you can chain me to
3: this bed to this bed frame, yeah, yeah. yeah,
4: yeah. But let me take these pants off first. <laughs> let me
3: take these huge pants. <laughs> I'm I'm 30, thirty years old. Please let me take off these huge Janko jeans. Let me second. just shimmy out of these, and then let me
4: just take the chains off of the of the jeans so that you can tie me up to this bedpost. Okay. And then as we continue working our way up, I would say, you know, there's probably um like a studded bracelet. What about those sex bracelets? Oh, my God! Okay, wait. Were people? Was that real? Like, were people actually doing sex? Okay, with for the those bracelets? of you
3: that don't know, there are these like teeny tiny little like multicolored plastic bracelets, and people would collect like what, like dozens of them.
4: And they were supposed to be for it, the colors were for different sex sexual sex, acts. And if you broke one, you had to do the or thing. Was like... or you was got it like one when you? It was like Pokemon, like, gotta catch them
3: all. (laughs) Yeah, but none of us were doing, like, it was like, this is for me hand jab, this is for me blue jab, this is for me, you know what I mean? Yeah, this is for
4: snowballing. What's
3: snowballing?
4: I actually forget, Okay, let's
3: wait, we need to Google right now. Snowballing
4: slang. Snowballing, passing cum from person to person in such a way that the amount of cum increases. The the
3: childhood game of phone tag. It's like that. It's like that, but with like a, a, a little grown up. <laughs> yeah. Okay, wait. Have you heard that the kids are soaking these days? Do you know what soaking is? <laughs>
4: what is what is soaking?
3: Soaking is, I guess, a sexual practice maybe popularized by like Mormons and uh, sexually conservative people, wherein like a, me. someone sticks it in and just stays there without moving at all. And why? Because they don't want... This is very relatable to my upbringing. A lot of Christians have, like, a a barrier to entry on sex specific to, like, penetration and so they create all these loopholes and so soaking is this sexual loophole where it's like i can still be a version but if i stick my dick in you and just stay there and i don't gyrate at all it doesn't count as sex.
4: oh so it's about the movement it's like the you lack can put of you movement. can put it in but you can't you thrust. can't move
3: but here's the thing here's the thing soaking now has an additional new thing added on to soaking called jump thumping and it's when a when a guy goes to soak and his buddy jumps on the bed next to them to create gyrations that are not voluntary. It's called jump thumping.
4: That sounds, that reminds me of that song. That, um, or jump humping. Ju- it reminds me of that band Chumbawamba. Chumbawamba. I get knocked down, but I get up again. You ain't never gonna keep me down. Which is actually very relevant to this period <laughs> of time that we're talking about with with um, goth culture. Yeah. So then, okay, after the bracelets, I guess more jewelry is... um the the and these have i i see people wearing these now the chains with that are just like big balls they look like anal beads wait i
3: actually haven't seen you've this. never seen those should i google big balls <laughs> chains big ball <laughs> chains yeah
4: <laughs> no i'm not going to do that but yeah they were just like big they're like big metal balls on a chain um and then the crown and glory was like hair so it was usually like spiked or mohawk did you spike your hair i did this is also, what? listeners. I was I had a different gender presentation as a as a teenager than I do now. What kind? Uh,
3: uh, what kind of like like spikes? Were they like like porcupine spikes, or was it a mohawk, or were they like? It, short? I did I
4: did everything.
3: Oh, of course, right. When you're a mall goth, there are no rules. You can you kind of change up all the time, and as I, part of Molgoth culture.
4: Totally, and I guess hair was my entry point into mall goth culture because the first time I ever went to Hot Topic was to buy Manic Panic Hair Dye.
3: This is, uh, maybe I'm projecting because I mean, long story short, I had was so scared of, like, goth culture, but I did have a lot of, like, bisexual goth friends. I don't know how y'all keep finding me. So, I was goth for Halloween.
4: My culture is not a costume. Yeah,
3: yeah, my... (laughs) I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I, I, that was a little appropriative of me. Um, but yeah, I I feel like it was part of like my gender journey, like straightening my hair and like wearing eyeliner for the first time. I was like, oh, this is so fun. And I only did it one day on Halloween. But like, I'm laddering up to. Did was there any part of like goth culture that there were like inklings of like where you were as like a queer person?
4: Maybe only in the broadest sense that. I felt like I was accessing this thing about me that was other. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, like, I came out as gay pretty young when I was 14. So, mm-hmm. like, I guess I had... I am I was accessing some type of queerness. But this was, like, before that. And I actually think once I came out as a teenager, like, when I had a different gender presentation... I felt more pressure to conform to, like, what at that time we thought, like, gay men were. So yeah. it was, like, so not, true. it was, like, not goth. Because I went from, like, mall goth to maybe, like, indie alternative to, you know, I lived in Florida, so Abercrombie and Fitch. Oh, my
3: God. Triggered Abercrombie Yeah, I, I just,
4: the smell of fierce just hit me <laughs> right in the nose. I know that you had a lot of restrictions about things that you were allowed to do when you were a teenager. Did you ever go to Hot Topic at the mall?
3: You know, okay. I mean, first of all, yes. I I, Later, as I kind of, you know, started to, like, break my parents' rules and, like, come into my own, I really did actually love shopping at Hot Topic. I loved getting band t-shirts there. I loved, like, kind of shopping at Hot Topic. But... At the beginning, absolutely not. And I have actually, I think one of my earlier memories of going to Hot Topic was maybe with my sister, but my mom was there, and we walked by, and I was like, "Oh, there's some cool like band T-shirts in that k- crazy store. Do you want to go in, mom?" With
4: like the spooky like yeah. ed- like edifice, it's just like, like a the sex facade. Yeah, yeah, yeah,
3: yeah. They're blasting um My Chemical Romance or whatever. My mom's like, "Huh," and like, anyways, we go in. We were in for maybe less than five minutes and my mom walks up to me and she goes, Francisco, we have to leave. Because there is an evil spirit inside this store. I, I she
4: was right. I was the evil spirit. Yeah, you, there inside you are working the, the cashier. <laughs> I wish i I definitely applied to get to to get a job at Hot Topic. You and was did? never hired, but no. that did not stop me from endlessly trying to become friends with the cashiers.
3: Well, there is an exclusivity um circulating within Hot Topic around like how you weren't really greeted, right? You, you they, they kind of are mean to you on purpose to create the vibe of the store you know it's kind of like the boom boom room of mall goths. you know what i mean
4: yeah they were gatekeeping
3: yeah they were gatekeeping girl bossing um but i or maybe i'm just projecting because i just felt so polarized by any hint of devil worship like i still had all of this like latent shame in like who i was as a person that like anything that looked like darkness was, like, terrifying to
4: and, me. And to me, it was seductive. Yeah, you you were home. It was like Olive Garden. When you're here, you're family. <laughs> <laughs> so,
3: <laughs> if you if you went to, did you, I assume if you were a mall goth, you went to the to mall all the time. How, how, how often did you have to go? How did you get there?
4: I spent all my free time at the mall, basically. Like, any time wow. that I wasn't at rehearsal, because I was a, a theater kid. Me too. Oh, I was at no. the mall. Um. Sometimes you could do a whole other episode about theater kids. Honestly, totally. Um. Sometimes I was at the mall with friends. Like we would go together and go shopping. And sometimes I just went alone. Actually, the mall that was closest to me. I'm from Boca Raton, Florida, which is a very like bougie part of Florida. Um. And the mall nearest to me was like very bougie. Um. And there was no hot topic there. Mm. The closest hot topic was at a mall that was twenty minutes away. And before I had a car. I used to call a taxi. No, you did not. Because this was like early 2000s, so were like you? obviously there was like no Uber. This is when I was in middle school. 14. 15. So like 12, 13. Oh. Um You were
3: calling cars when you were And 13. I would call a
4: I would call a taxi service. <laughs> to Hot Topic? I would like go to the in the yellow pages, look up a taxi service and take a taxi 20 minutes to go to Hot Topic. Miss the, yellow pages. The, the first time I did it, I went to Hot Topic and I was Immediately felt like I was home. I bought Manic Panic red hair dye, went home, dyed my hair like that red color that all altern- yeah. all that <laughs> all alternative no <laughs> girls have. And then that weekend we were going to Universal because I think it was like just when Islands of Adventure had opened. Mm. And I just have the most vivid memory of sitting in the in the very back of my stepdad's old white suburban. Ooh. With my freshly dyed red hair reading... Like anime red. Yes. Um, reading um, Wicked, The Life and Times of the Wicked Witch of the West, which is the the novel that Wicked the musical is based on. I'm familiar. I'm familiar. I feel like
3: I... I think I started reading... Because it was... I remember being like, this was going to be a kid's book. But it was... in. I had to go to the adult section no, it, to it's, get it. It's
4: very adult. and It's I, very, I, like political
3: I really would have finished it if it's I didn't kind have of like if I didn't have like undiagnosed ADHD yeah, I definitely would have finished that book
4: Yeah I I spent all of my time in malls and mm-hmm. like a hot topic was obviously my favorite store but I did not discriminate there were there were so many stores that I went to at the mall I I was like obviously a huge reader as a kid so I spent a lot of time at um Borders There wasn't a Borders R.I.P. at my mall there was a walden books r i p uh, Walden books
3: are specific to malls,
4: I feel, yeah, never solo always we um in malls. our mall it was like um the Walden books was in the food court, yeah.
3: I'm honestly, to be totally honest, I'm still stuck on the fact that you hailed cabs to the mall. Like, that or, was so terrifying to me. You were, like, so... You were basically, like, a goth, like, Eloise at the plaza. Yeah,
4: yeah, yeah. I was, like, <laughs> um, in my in my big pants um, yeah. on the side of the street, like, hailing a taxi. Yeah, and you would
3: walk up to the mall. To, you would walk up to the, the concierge and be like, Gosson, where is the hot
4: topic? Wait, but speaking of the pants, this is maybe one of my most traumatic childhood memories. So I had... <laughs> Let once just buckle up for Once this. I started going to Hot Topic regularly, you know, like, I had my, I, I, like, I think Hot Topic was really, going there was the first time I ever bought clothes for myself. Oh, that's nice. And then maybe that's how my experience of the mall changed, because, like, when I was a kid, I always used to go to the mall with my mom, and she would, like, buy us clothes that I, like, didn't care about, and then the mall was then the place where I, like, had agency and how I presented. Mm. So I had, um... You know, as we discussed a couple of, like, gross T-shirts that I used to wear from Hot Topic, but my favorite item of clothing was a pair of big pants. They were these, like, big blue jinko. Oh, they were blue. They were bright blue. Ooh, wow. That sounds really um, ugly. Yeah. <laughs> they were, they, no, actually, I think I would totally wear them now because they okay. were, like, big. Like <laughs> Now I know what I'm getting <laughs> you for Christmas. <laughs> yeah. They were, like, big raver pants, uh-huh. and I would wear them if I could have worn them every day, I would have worn them every day. You know how when you're a kid, you have, like, one item of clothing that you just want to wear all the time? Mm-hmm, of course. That's I, what, I, I
3: had a similar pair of pants.
4: That's what they were for me. Like, if I was a cartoon character, that would have been my look. Oh, yeah. If you were Daria, which you are. Yes. <sighs> yeah, I am. Um, But my mom hated them. Of course. All parents hate God. Hated goths. them. You know... I think we've talked about before how I had, like, a real kind of lack of supervision Mm -hmm. as a child. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And so that extended to this part of my life with, with Hot Topic. This thing used to happen with my mom where, like, we would get into cycles where she would kind of, like, be, like, focused on other things for a while and then would, like, check in on me and be like, what's going on with her? And then... When she did, would be like, oh, we gotta, we gotta cut this shit out. <laughs> cut so, the cameras, cut the cameras, dead ass. So that's what happened with the pants. Like oh, I was no. wearing them over and over again for so long, and then I think one day she realized we gotta get those gotta go. So one day that I didn't wear them, I came home from school to find out that she had thrown them away. Rose. This lit okay, wait, what did you do? I was devastated. I cried, I screamed, I threw a fit, and I ran away. You were 19 years old. You're... I was no I was <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. No, I was thirteen. Oh, I okay. was in eighth grade. Okay. Um I ran away, by which I mean like I, I strapped on my rollerblades and rollerbladed down the block. <laughs> It, Making in your in our way
3: downtown, walking <laughs> fast in my big
4: it. pants. <laughs> no, I wasn't in my big pants because my mom threw them away. <laughs> I thought maybe you had multiple pairs of big pants. No, I Those only, one, really, I only had so one. I only had one pair. They were really expensive. Wait, how
3: much? They were like hundreds of dollars. No, they
4: weren't hundreds of dollars. Maybe they were like sixty dollars, which was mm. a lot in two thousand two. I think
3: some bondage pants were over a hundred dollars.
4: Yeah, but these weren't. Okay, okay. I was they just were maybe like mistakes there. They were maybe like forty to sixty dollars. You <laughs> cried over a pair of bonded I Yeah, they were my whole identity.
2: When the sun goes down, opt for bold and blingy styles, like the made-to-be-seen, very sexy push-up bra from the Very Sexy Collection. In on-trend hues like black shine, green, and citron, Add the finishing touch with the limited edition Bombshell Escape fragrance, a free spirited take on the iconic Victoria's Secret scent. Dive into a vibrant blend of juicy guava, lush palms, and summer glow peony. Shop now at your closest Victoria's Secret store or online at victoriasecret.com.
5: This is it, your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity
0: go to knix.com and get 15% off with promo code try15 that's knix.com promo code try15 for 15% off life changing period underwear that's knix.com
4: where were you, where were you shopping at the mall
3: um I did frequent American Eagle, which was less affordable for me at the time, but I would, like, save up to get, like, a hideous pair of, like, fake leather flip-flops or, like, some horrible plaid (laughs) shorts. Because I couldn't be a goth, and so I pivoted to prep very fast.
4: I did eventually pivot to prep very late in my high school career. Wow. Wow. I guess American Eagle was kind of like the more affordable Abercrombie.
3: Yeah, okay. Yeah, I guess it was. Um
4: the flip-flops is very triggering because again, I lived in Florida. I used to wear rainbow flip-flops like Gross. every day. You would bully yourself if you if you had met your childhood self, I'm, I'm sure. Yeah. I did bully myself <laughs> cuz I hated myself. No. Okay. Yeah.
3: So what other stores did you go to?
4: Uh KB Toys remember kb toys i actually don't
3: oh you know what i was into was um that store that had all of the as seen on tv stuff where they had like the massage chairs there was a special store for blenders and like they were always at the mall yeah yeah yeah. or like a brookstone
4: yes brookstone where you do the massage thing yeah
3: you'd, you'd like sit in that massage chair until someone kicked you out
4: a lot of my mall experience was like going to stores where I couldn't buy things because I like wasn't a girl, right? Um, so like Claire's, um, oh you know, my God, Claire's limited to. Libby Lou.
3: Did you have a Libby Lou at your mall? We did
4: not have a Libby Lou. It was
3: like budget limited to. It was okay. actually like tween limited two.
4: Um, like Pac Sun, but walking through the girls' side. Were you
3: a Lizzie McGuire fan? Yeah. Okay, I feel like Lizzie McGuire. The Lizzie McGuire to limited two pipeline was like a big. Like, you know. Totally.
4: And Delia's also.
3: Delia's. Um, I mean, because I couldn't really afford, like, Abercrombie or, I really wanted American Eagle stuff, I would ask for it for Christmas, but I could shop at, like, Kohl's, obviously, which was my sh- favorite store. Um, and I, <laughs> I also, uh, would go to Old Navy.
4: Oh, bitch, Old Navy. <laughs> Old Navy was it. Yeah. I really think that it had some kind of, like, resurgence in popularity like when we would have like when we were in middle school and high school. Oh yeah,
3: there was an old navy sans.
4: Yeah, definitely old navy sans. Um I think very tied to the ski vests. Ooh. That was the thing that really popped off and also the, the bermuda ski, sh- oh. the the pants that um turned into shorts.
3: The bermuda you shorts. Could, bermuda could, shorts.
4: Well, that was a different thing. There was the um. bermuda shorts and then there were the pants that zipped so you could like unzip Girl, the bottom half and I turn them had into
3: shorts so many pairs of convertible pant shorts
4: <laughs> but <laughs> why was i in florida dressed i was wearing old navy ski pants and a ski vest dressing like i was in aspen at gay ski week we can't talk about malls without talking about food at malls okay yeah um cheesecake factory obviously like the place to be. They would
3: come over, they would give you the binder that is their menu.
4: Like that's where I always used to go. Um when I was in high school, we had um like I guess what you would call an outdoor mall mm. across the street from the high school campus. An outdoor mall. You know, like, uh, like mm. the like the grove. Alfresco. Yeah. Not good for goths though, because of the sun. Yes. There there used to be this like very iconic blog called Goths in Hot Weather, which is very that. <laughs> It's really hard to be a uh, goth, goth when a it's... Dot um,
3: .tumblr.com. I'm literally going to... It's not on Tumblr. It's oh. like
4: a blogspot blog. Spot blog.
3: Oh, okay. Um, Ooh, blogspot. Vintage.
4: But uh, there was a Cheesecake Factory, and so we always used to go there. You know, if, if it was someone's birthday, like, we would go after school. And, um, you know, I think the thing that I remember most about Cheesecake Factory as a teenager is... Um, one person orders a Shirley Temple, and then everyone at the table is like, "Oh, that sounds good. Ooh, uh,
3: I'm gonna have one too." Do they have unlimited breadsticks at Cheesecake Factory? Yeah,
4: they have the the um that like brown bread with the oats on it. It's so good.
3: I remember that brown bread. I remember the brown bread. We
4: should go to Cheesecake Factory. I'm
3: not going. We my family specifically Cheesecake didn't. Factory is really good. My. It, I don't remember any of it. You'll have to convince me of that. My mom wouldn't let us go because she thought Evelyn's it was favorite pasta, if you know you know. Okay. Speaking of pasta, my parents would take us to the corner bakery at the mall, Magiano's Buca de Beppo.
4: Not, de Beppo. Not
3: Dorit's Buca de Beppo, unfortunately, but it was we a s- Buca de Beppo. We
4: still have to go to Dorit's Buca de We're Beppo. We're not
3: going Fran, to Dorit's Buca de Beppo. Fran.
4: Fran. Fran. She's
3: not going to be there right now. Fran. <laughs>
4: It's not, I know I wouldn't want her to be.
3: No, I guess not. Yeah. Okay. Well, other stores. I mean, we'd loved an Annie Ann's moment, but my mom wouldn't take us there our babysitter would.
4: I I oh, your babysitter? Yeah,
3: we had a we had a well, my sister and I were nightmare children because we would fight constantly and then that fight would kind of like become a ball of wrath that would inevitably involve our babysitters and by the time I was in middle school, we had gone through like six or seven babysitters no joke you had All
4: babysitters of, up until high school
3: like well maybe like m- no i should say like maybe late middle school my parents uh, definitely didn't trust me as a child
4: my my mom started leaving us alone when i was like eight
3: yeah no the first time my mom, actually this is relevant to the conversation the first time my mom left me alone um she didn't really mean to leave me alone but i was like f- seven or eight maybe six or seven maybe even younger I was watching James and the Giant Peach, Tim Burton. Hello. So my mom didn't think she was going to leave for that long. She just went across the street to go get something from the neighbors. And then it ended up staying and chatting. Meanwhile, I'm like six or seven. I'm at home watching James and the Giant Peach in the comfort of my mother's bedroom. That movie is really scary. Have you watched it recently?
4: Not, not in a while. We no.
3: should do an episode on it because it was very formative to me as a child. But the rhinoceros in it is extremely scary, and the movie ends on a very jarring, scary, high stakes note. Um, I really
4: liked the the mean ants. I love from, <laughs> uh, from James and the Giant Spike Beach. and
3: Sponge. It's us, Spiker and Sponge. High key. Susan Sarandon also amazing performance.
4: Voted for Joel Stein. Oh
3: gosh! Look, the movie ends. I, you know, go to find my mom because I am scared, and my mom is not in the house for the first time in my life. My mother is not there. I wig out because my six-year-old, seven-year-old brain was like, this rhino ate my mom, period. And so what did I do? I called the cops. (laughs) And it is the first cap it is the first Your nipples
4: are so hard right now.
3: Well, it's a little, co- it's a little cold in this studio. Um, th- it is the first and only time I called the cops and I don't, the cops never even came. I even think that I maybe dialed the wrong number, but whatever I dialed did connect me to an operator of some kind. I remember at least that. And by the time my mom came home, I was like sobbing and I had called the cops and like, anyways, so all that is to say is that's the first time my mom left me alone and that's why I needed a babysitter until I was in like late middle school. And the Michelle the same
4: babysitter who used to take you to, to the, to the mall. mall.
3: Michelle. She was the one that survived the terrors that me and my sister were. And she stayed around for a few years before she inevitably quit because of us as well.
4: Um, I there was a an age where I stopped having babysitters and I used to love like when my so my parents got divorced and then my mom, like, there were a couple of years where she was dating before she married my my stepdad. Mm. And I used to love the nights that she would go out because, like, the big thing would be I would get to, like, order food in or, like, go out and get something and then, like, have a night at home. <laughs> and, like, the big thing was Subway, which Ew. Subway is so disgusting, and I haven't eaten it in maybe, like, ten years because it's so gross. Um, But Did- I... Loved a Subway chicken teriyaki footlong.
3: Ugh. I feel like my mom used to order that because my mom and my sister were obsessed with teriyaki. But I was a picky kid. But the
4: smell of of Subway is so gross. There was, um, the smell of Subway is disgusting. And when someone has eaten it, it's the kind of smell that lingers. There was Mm -hmm. one, one time I was at a party. This was, like, my, like, mid-20s. And was dancing with this boy who I, like, wanted to take home. Mm. um ew um but like while as we were dancing the few fu- the, these fumes started to waft off of him and i said to him did you eat subway earlier today and he said yes and you were turned on and i could smell it coming out of his pores and so you and were... there was no way i could have had sex with him so i like you know went home with someone else
3: i thought you were gonna say that that got you that got you got you going um did you know that an, no did you know that a supreme court in ireland literally this was a, a supreme court case that ruled that s- the bread in subways sandwiches cannot legally qualify as bread that it's literally cake because the sugar content is too high i did not know that but it, that,
4: that makes sense
3: it explains a lot honestly
4: A normal maybe like weekend for me as um you know a middle schooler was like going to rehearsal for whatever play I was in uh-huh going to the mall coming home and then like reading Harry Potter or Buffy the Vampire Slayer fan fiction while listening to Evanescence for 12 hours until like 5 a.m. and then sleeping for you know a couple hours and getting up and doing it all over again.
3: Wait, that is a Molgoth culture thing is not sleeping. So that when you go to school, you look like a corpse.
4: I stayed up all night and like remember how much how tired we were? Yeah. As teenagers. I used to sleep. I would sleep on the weekends, I could sleep till like two PM easily.
3: Oh my God.
4: Now, I, like, I want to be up at seven.
3: As soon as, yes, exactly. Same, same, same.
4: I'm not going to waste the day.
3: My mom would have to drag us out of bed. We were so bad at getting up as kids. Wait, what other music did you listen to? Because I had a lot of, like, gateway music into, like, hot topic
4: culture.
3: Well, I guess overlap.
4: there was, of course, a soundtrack to being a mall goth, which for me was... Very heavy on the Evanescence. Okay.
3: that And, and that, you know, did not uh, stop into your adulthood. You still are an Evanescence stan.
4: Absolutely. While I was actively in goth mode, okay. sicko mode, um, at, in, like, middle school, it was uh. a lot of Evanescence. It was, um, there was this band Kitty that I was really into. They were, like, an all-girl, like... Metal screamo band. No. I actually forced the DJ at my bar mitzvah to play them. <laughs> no, I like walked up with the CD as like put this on <laughs> the beginning of and, the album. And he was like, "No," and I was like, "We're you're paying? I, we're paying you to celebrate me becoming a man today. So you better put this on." No, not that. that. That's what a bar mitzvah is.
3: I'm aware. I'm aware. You, is there like a a bix mitzvah? Is there? Is that like a thing now? Maybe. It should be honestly.
4: My, the, I guess the evolution of my musical taste post mall goth was like very you know parallel to my stylistic evolution because you know I went from goth to like more like indie alternative. So mm-hmm. I was listening to a lot of and this was post um, seeing Garden State. Oh so my god, the Garden State soundtrack, girl! A, whew, a, we could do a whole episode a, on the, just the, the soundtrack, sho- the shock waves that were felt. Um, you know, a lot of, like, shins and, like, We're Coldplay. being facetious, but
3: every movie after that wanted to be the Garden State soundtrack. Absolutely, it was, to this it day. It was so impactful. The
4: most, I think the most impactful soundtracks for for me, like, in my teen years were Garden State and Marie Antoinette.
3: Marie Antoinette soundtrack slaps. I remember checking that out from the library. For me, it was, there was an OC soundtrack that I got from the library that I loved because I had a Sufjan Stevens song, um, you're
4: such a Sufjan Stevens girl. I am.
3: You? I was. I was all through college. Like I, c- I
4: can't do it. Like, speak up. Speak up. Speak up. Stop whispering the lyrics.
3: Interesting of you to say, considering there were a lot of Sufjan references in the Taylor's version of Red um, that maybe you had missed because you're not a Sufjan stan. Um, but... Anyways, to you, okay, fine. What does an alternative look like? Because I think I can kind of picture it in my head, like what it visually looks like. I definitely know the music that comes with it. Like I was definitely alternative as well, maybe a little bit after you, like in college, that was like my vibe. Mm-hmm.
4: Well, I went back around to it in college because it was like mall to alternative to preppy, mm-hmm. and then I went to college in New York City, so it was like back to alternative, and then this was like. I was in college when the, like, Indie Sleaze thing was starting, yeah. which was, like, really big on Tumblr. Yeah. Um, so, you know, like, I guess the aesthetics of Alternative for me was, like, Dirty Converse. Yeah. Um, you know, cut off jeans, skinny jeans, skinny jeans. Um, a vest. I was very into vests. Oh, a
3: vest over a t-shirt.
4: Yes, or Ooh, um, I had that too. Or or a t-shirt over a long <laughs> sleeve button down.
3: No, no, no. Or a double a double shirt, like a double T Or or um um a t-shirt over a over long, a long sleeve. sleeve
2: shirt.
4: Yeah, I um I oh definitely remember driving to like uh, a dinner with a bunch of friends in high school. Wearing um a t-shirt over a long sleeve button down and listening to Panic at the disco. How
3: how can how could it possibly be that there are actually probably a lot of goths that became prep? Like that's so polar opposite to me. But then you went back to alternative because, you know, you don't have any morals or principles. You just you you couldn't well, no, stay loyal it's... to your to your your base of goths.
4: Well, no, I do think it's, you know, what I was saying before, like in high school. I was one of the only out queer people mm-hmm. and I felt this pressure to conform to like the stereotype of what that looked like at the time like a oh. very kind of like Will and Grace gay and then by the time I went to college I like I was you know I was 18 living in New York City and I like was able to actually be like, truer to what I, like, was interested in. You didn't
3: have to perform anything because you were among people like you instead of being the only one in, like, yeah. your, your your school body.
4: Yeah, like, I was, you know, in high school I was the freak, and then I moved to New York, which is, you know, like, the kingdom of freaks.
3: Ugh. I, okay, I went to a school that was, like, a thousand kids per grade. It was, like, a pretty big school, and I was friends with every single like bisexual goth as i mentioned earlier and it is just hitting me now that the you saying like i felt the need to like perform that like being the only bi kid or being the only gay kid or whatever like those were all of my friends this is really a full circle moment truly and i feel like that those folks would like literally induct me into like secular culture. Like, I was, like, a totally, like, innocent, like, scared of everything child, but I was attracted to, like, counterculture or the performance of counterculture. And, like, they would show me things like Panic at the Disco or, like, My Chemical Romance or actually one of my best friends in high school um was this girl, Jessica Tenuta. If you're listening, please reach back out. I miss you. Um, She would draw, like gorgeous like Tim Burton y skeleton girls and listen to like my chemical romance and like and like we would be like walking and like people would throw things at us and it was great.
4: Well Tim Burton does have a chokehold <laughs> on on alternative kids, but now it's become it's like saturated culture so much that it's not that anymore.
3: Tim Burton was easily at this time uh like high school my favorite of anything. My favorite filmmaker, my favorite like cultural object, like What's I subscribe What's your favorite to Tim Burton all... movie? Unfo- at, at the time it was Corpse Bride, which I think is objectively Ew, a bad movie. It's so bad. It's a bad movie, but at the time I loved it and I thought it was amazing. In retrospect, there're not really any Tim Burton movies that I would feel the need to rewatch except for Batman, which is perfect. Um
4: Batman Returns. Yeah, his Batman. Yeah, yeah, yeah. With Michelle Pfeiffer. Yeah,
3: yeah, yeah. In retrospect it's like it's funny how, like, he was the thing. And, e- and when, like, Alice in Wonderland was coming out or Charlie and Chocolate Factory, it's, like, that was, like, the Alice most... in
4: Wonderland is rotted. It's a
3: terrible movie. But when Charlie and Chocolate Factory came out, like, that was the most anticipated movie of my, like, high school career. And now it's, like, Tim Burton is fully a punchline and, like, has not made anything good in eons. What was your favorite Tim Burton movie?
4: Probably Beetlejuice. And it's uh, still... I've never seen it. It's... What? Yeah, I've never seen it. Fran. I've
3: literally never watched it. Fran. Yeah, I've never watched oh it. Oh my God. Well, let's do an episode on oh it. Oh
4: my God, Fran, how have you never seen we Beetlejuice? We can't wait until
3: next Halloween to watch it. When we have to,
4: because that's when I, I watch it every Halloween.
3: We need to, but I can't wait.
4: I can't believe you've never seen Beetlejuice.
3: I know that Catherine O'Hara's in it. and um, Yeah,
4: and Winona Ryder.
3: Oh yeah. Winona Ryder, dead.
4: like the, the blueprint for goth girls she kind of is my whole life is a dark room is wait was that also beetlejuice yeah that's what she says i have no idea what you're referencing her dad says we'll build you a dark room and she says my whole life is a dark room
3: did tim burton ever make a movie that had a person of color in it i'm gonna google no list movies people of actually
4: i think um yeah, uh, the Dumbo remake that he did. I <laughs> not think did, the I Dumbo think, remake. I think like some of the actors were were black. I believe
3: I do not I, on a cursory Google search do not see any um, uh, people of color in any of these cast lists. So I will just say definitively that it was not the T. Um,
4: oh, I also do love Sleepy Hollow.
3: Yeah, you do, which I've also never seen.
4: Well, stay tuned, virgins, for next Halloween. This
3: Halloween episode.
4: <laughs> when we do a full month of Tim Burton. No, just kidding.
3: We could do like a, honestly, we could do an episode on the Tim Burton cinematic universe. Absolutely. That's, we, that's, the, that's we,
4: it. We could for sure. Um, so I still, I guess, to this day, like, do spend a lot of time at malls. Um, now, Especially now that I live in Los Angeles, I go to the mall kind of a lot.
3: Do you – yeah, you actually – I feel like every time I call you, you're like, yeah, I'm at the fucking Beverly Hills Center or, like, whatever. What's the other one that you go to? The Grove. The Grove. That's the
4: outdoor one. Well, you know, I go to Sephora or, like, Nordstrom. And you're there in your bondage pants and (laughs) your red hair. Yeah, going to Build-A-Bear. Were you into Build-A-Bear?
3: Yes, of course.
4: There was – when I was uh, a senior in high school, as my graduation gift for all my close friends – I made them all a -A Build-A-Bear and dressed it up to, like, look like them.
3: That is a nice gift, Rose. Those bears were expensive. It's so
4: thoughtful, isn't it?
3: I remember every time...
4: I'm so nice. The
3: girls, all the girls, had their birthdays at Build-A-Bear in that, like, era of our lives. And every time it happened, my mom was so mad because that bear is so fucking expensive. So it's like, isn't it like 25 bucks or something like that or more? I think a
4: so. baseline. And yeah, then, with,
3: with inflation. And then, you with have these the, and then you have all
4: the clothes and accessories. Yeah. I always loved um, the part where you take the heart and like make a wish and then you put it I in was it. fucking gay.
3: I, th- my favorite part was when they st- stuck the bear's hole onto the giant pipe that filled it with cotton in a very um suggestive way. You're sick. I am not sick. This is a literal like TikTok.
4: Yes, I'm I'm aware of, the, aware TikTok of the TikTok. You're aware of the referencing. <laughs> I also still love a Yankee Candle moment. Disgusting. Uh, I was a
3: Bath and Body Works girl.
4: Sure. Um if you didn't have like a Bath and Body Works hand sanitizer, you no. were nothing. All of these you stores were garbage.
3: All of these stores immediate headaches. Yankee Candle headache. Uh, Bath and Body Works headache. Abercrombie, American Eagle, immediate migraine
4: but you know like a boy smells candle you could burn it for maybe a week a yankee candle you could burn that chip for two years you
3: don't go through a boy smells candle in a week
4: the way i burn it you do girl
3: you do not savor anything boy
4: smells please no why would i i want my apartment to smell nice so i burn a candle all day not all day like for you know a couple hours it is
3: actually better for your candles to burn them for longer periods of time it does actually make them last longer as opposed to m- burning them in hour long spurts just fyi candle users okay
4: thanks for mansplaining candles to me um
3: i wasn't mansplaining okay, i was that you were them splaining <laughs> first of all second of all um i was it's definitely from also from a tiktok like i w- saw a tiktok that explained to me how to properly burn a candle
4: uh you know what's really eerie have you seen any of those youtube videos of um, people walking through abandoned malls.
3: Uh, only the Billie Eilish music video, like um,
4: Urban Explorers. There are all of these malls across America that are just empty now, That's spooky. And there's yeah, there's very spooky videos of people going through them.
3: Wait, we should do that. Can we find one? Let's like,
4: go to an abandoned mall and yeah. do what there. I don't know. Have a party. Snort some Adderall.
3: Let's snort some Adderall. I
4: I did. I I would have loved to have a part like when I was um, in working in nightlife and throwing parties. I would have loved to throw a party in an abandoned mall and I actually used to throw a party called Malgoth.
3: What? Mm-hmm. Wait, let's throw a party called Malgoth now and do no. it in an abandoned mall.
4: No, my my party days are behind me and honestly like not. and honestly like nothing will ever come close to being like what? that party I'm going to start throwing a mall
3: goth party and I'm not going to credit you I will I will
4: sue you no everyone's going to come to my party and virgins you can all hear this now I will sue Fran for infringing on my intellectual property sue me fine
2: on the iconic Victoria's Secret scent. Dive into a vibrant blend of juicy guava, lush palms, and summer glow peony. Shop now at your closest Victoria's Secret store or online at victoriasecret.com.
5: This is it, your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of, a degree that employers will trust and respect.
0: that's nix.com promo code try15 for 15% off life changing period underwear that's k n i
3: you were talking earlier about like the sh- the shirts shirts that you buy at hot topic okay i i um feel like or rather i actually was reading recently that there's a very distinct difference between hot topic when we were at hot topic and hot topic now.
4: Oh yeah, hot topic now is all like um Rick and Morty merch.
3: Yeah. <laughs> Rick and Morty which I still do not understand. It makes me feel so I don't so know old. what it is. I don't ever want so, to watch
4: like- it, but it the it has a, a gorilla grip <laughs> chokehold on Hot Topic It
3: really does And it it's like But also It also makes me like I want to kill myself Because you walk in And be like Do you remember The oldies Friends The office And it's like You're like What Like what happened Hot Topic It's then, just a merch store Well I was reading Actually that You know In our days it was, it was a lot more Manic Panic Bondage Pants Like true Alternative Like counterculture It was a counterculture store It was like capitalizing On countercultural store So to me Like that's That was Hot Topic in its purest form. And I was reading that in fucking 2004 or whatever, when Napoleon Dynamite came out, a movie that ruined all of our lives. Like, truly, like, why was that the most popular movie on the planet? Did you watch the movie? Did you like the I've movie? I've
4: seen, like, 20 minutes of it.
3: Really? Yeah, is, I
4: didn't think it was funny. I
3: didn't think it was funny either. But everyone in my in like my student body thought it was the greatest movie ever created, and we would quote it every single class period all day, and it was like so fucking annoying. But I was reading that Napoleon Dynamite, and the year it came out was it was such a huge like thing that hot topic like, when they started to, because they do all these licensing deals for their t-shirts, when they started to sell, like, Napoleon Dynamite merch and, like, the Vote for Pedro shirt or whatever, there was an overwhelming demand for Napoleon Dynamite shirts, and that was when they pivoted to licensed merchandise. And it is basically because of Napoleon Dynamite, and also, I guess, Twilight in 2008, that Hot Topic is, like, we actually don't really care about this whole counterculture thing as much, and we're just going to, like, license like a billion dollars worth of t-shirts
4: that is incredibly because 70 percent of the revenue depressing yeah it's really sad but i guess it also makes sense because the reason i even knew about hot topic was because i as a teenager was like really involved in fandom online and that was really my first experience of like a some kind of like countercultural community mm. and a big trope at the time was writing fan fictions about like Harry Potter, but making all the characters goths oh. and, and like, you know, talking about how they shopped at hot topic. And that's definitely how I found out what it hot always topic comes was. back
3: to fan fiction.
4: It does. Fan fiction is like the, the thing that has informed my life most. For sure. For sure. I feel like
3: I, I felt like, um, the, the gothdom of it all definitely pushed me to experiment with, uh, things that were outside of my, like, realm of Christianity. Like, Panic at the Disco inevitably became my favorite band because, obvi- I mean, it's—honestly, I listened to it recently, and it it still slaps. Well, like,
4: that one album is amazing.
3: I was one of those girls that actually did, like, the folksy follow-up album that everyone hated that because they, like, sold out. But I loved it, and I saw them in concert for their folk album, too.
4: Um, did you only saw them in concert once?
3: I saw them in concert twice. Possibly three times.
4: I'm gonna guess it was four.
3: No, I've seen... uh, There's some people I've seen. I've seen Solange four times. I've seen Solange like seven or eight times.
4: I've seen Florence and the Machine six times.
3: Oh my god. Um, anyways, what I was saying is that um, before I actually did like Panic at the Disco and All American Rejects and... Um, All American Rejects.
4: Rejects. Oh, wow. Yeah, plain White Tees. That CD ha- was on heavy play in yeah. my car.
3: Yeah, that era of music. Before I got into that, I did pretend to like Green Day for quite a while.
4: I'd never listened... What do you mean you pretended to like them?
3: Well, I... This is a cuspal moment of my life. I have basically figured out in real time, right in the middle of or the very beginning of my high school career, that what I've been doing all the way up into this point is really not cool. Like wearing the Christian shirts, like being outside of like all the culture that everyone was participating in. like I figured out at that point where I was like, oh my God, I'm missing out on something and I'm a loser. And so I just gr- grasped for the n- the nearest cool thing near me, which was that hot topic, and it was like Green Day and people around me that loved green day.
4: So like green day merch?
3: Green day merch, green day albums, everything. I I um <laughs> I took up acoustic guitar lessons when I was a kid because I wanted to be a youth pastor, but I did learn the first song I ever learned was good riddance by Green Day. But as a child, I never not once listened to a Green Day album all the way through.
4: So you were just like wearing Green Day t-shirts?
3: Yes, actually very specifically. I had one green <laughs> I think I only had a one Green Day t-shirt and it was a it was a green Green Day t-shirt um that had a four-leaf clover on it and a safety pin safety pin Malgoth alternative um through the the leaf of the four-leaf clover and it said kiss me i'm punk Green Day.
4: There was a girl that I went to middle school with who used to um stick safety pins through her skin as like... Um, oh, as we like, had that too. As I like had,
3: jewelry. I think Lisa Ronsky did that.
4: It was decorative. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I did like tell on her to a teacher about it. Oh my
3: God, you're a cop. So you're a cop.
4: Wow, I just <laughs> I just unearthed that memory in real time. and <laughs> You tattling on this girl and me calling the cops when I was six because of a rhinoceros. Wow, that... Uh, I... You know, I hope she's I hope she's okay right we're, now. We're ACAP now. It's fine. I will also say that I was scared for her, but I also kind of was just living for the drama. With,
3: with this safety pin Green Day shirt, I also would wear this newsy, this like kind of like uh, distressed newsy hat um that I bought at Kohl's. That <laughs> kind said, of like
4: the hat that Taylor's wearing on the red Taylor's <laughs> version album cover. Yes.
3: And it's um on the hat it said rebel.
4: Newsboy hats were very much a thing. Oh, yeah. Um, sort of around, like, I feel like we progressed from um, Old Navy to Gap and then to Banana Republic. And, right. like, the Newsboy caps was very big at Banana Republic. Well,
3: the, and Newsboy caps were the precedent to fedora culture as led by Jason Mraz. Milady.
4: Yes. <laughs> I saw Jason Mraz in high school.
3: No, I— Jason Bi- Mraz— Bycon. Bi- Bicon. I definitely... Is he
4: bi? Yeah, he came out as bisexual a couple years ago.
3: Wow, go off. Bi you and your fedoras. All I know about him is that he's a raw foodist.
4: Mavady. Mavady. <laughs> it's the non-binary m-Vadie. I
3: love Jason
4: Mraz, I think, in college.
3: Not as much as I loved Ingrid Michaelson, who was definitely my favorite artist when I was like a sophomore uh, right. in college. Was that,
4: is that the uh-huh, nah, 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 nah. Oh, not, not, no, 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 that's, that's not No, someone that's, else. That's someone else. Um... Yeah, I was into Ingrid Michaelson. Oh, maybe I should read as a her. I'm gonna type her into my Spotify right oh,
3: now. Oh, it is a. Oh my God! Wait, I just box.
4: opened my phone and I remembered that we, Fran and I, both pulled up like images of ourselves in high school to show each other. And, oh no! And mine just showed up as I opened my phone. Maybe let okay. Okay,
3: let's, let me pull up mine.
4: Hold on, let me type Ingrid Michaelson into wait. my Spotify to remind myself. Or oh definitely. yeah, you and I—that's the song.
3: Let's go. Oh, also. And
4: I I was also really obsessed with Dresden Dolls. What are those? Um Amanda Palmer's band. Amanda Palmer in recent years has like let's just say she writes really long Instagram captions. <laughs> yeah. And like there might be some turf crossover. Yeah. <laughs> We, but but one of the best concerts I've ever been to was seeing her at Webster Hall. That was so good. One of
3: the best concerts I've ever been to was I went alone, alone, my first concert ever alone, to see Ingrid Michaelson at Lincoln Hall. And I remember crying. I was...
4: I have to listen to Amanda Palmer after this. I'm just like now, like... Hearing girl anachronism in my head.
3: Um, Rose, we have reached the point of the podcast where you and I are going to um reveal to each other a photo from childhood. Uh, and our well, you're going to show me your gothdom
4: No, no, no. This is no. This is post goth. This is like this was at the point in my life where I had not only was I flat ironing my hair most days, oh, no. I had gotten my hair chemically straightened. <laughs>
3: No you did not. Yes I did. Not chemically straightened. Chemically bro.
4: straightened, yep. Okay, so I'm oh, going to show you this is I'm being very vulnerable. I'm showing you a, a pre-transition high school photo which of I've actually
3: literally never seen for context.
4: I mean, it's very blurry. You can't see much. Okay, okay. Because there's a this is a group photo and I'm zooming in as far as I can on myself. So I will say I'm in the center of the image. Okay. I'm wearing the blue shirt. Oh no.
3: Okay. <laughs> Oh, you're so cute. Your hair looks great.
4: Virgins. The photo I'm showing Fran shows a group of loser theater kids at a like hotel banquet table. I am in this, in the back kind of center, smiling very widely. I'm wearing a, a blue button down and tie and jacket. And I have black hair that is like chemically straightened, you know, swooshing down over my face.
3: And I will say, um, dear virgins, that it is not an embarrassing photo. And you have scammed me. Because, it is. Well, uh, you
4: don't get to tell me how I feel about it. Because that's fine, it's like that's it's, fine. It's, it's like a photo of me not as a woman.
3: See, so, so you say that, but you haven't seen my photo yet. And I will say that this is a photo of me being like I was the loseriest loser kid, and all I wanted to do was be goth. And so I was like, okay, I'll be goth for Halloween. And for one day, I was like, "Oh my god, this is incredible!" And I straightened my hair. Okay, let me see this photo. I <laughs> let me see it. It is a. I also will say it's a photo booth photo. It's from like the the okay. the, the, the the photo booth. Ah! <laughs> ah! And the best part about oh this, my I, god!
1: The,
3: <laughs> I'm so mad at you.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
3: ah! And then the worst, ah! it's a black and white photo. And I'm wearing oh a beanie, god. a beanie over my my straightened <laughs> oh my iron hair that I straightened myself. And I have to say, the 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 most crucial element. Don't you fucking dare take a photo of this rose. I'm reaching it
4: to the contact photo of you in my phone. No. Oh my god. Wait. Let me see it. again. I have to. Okay. It's I'm so wearing good.
3: I'm wearing a spiked choker
1: <laughs> <but> the, <laughs> that I bought. A
3: Hot topic. The worst. The most disconcerting element of this photo is that I did not understand.
4: I, <laughs> Bro, stop! Bro, stop! <laughs> I, mean, I can't stop looking <laughs> at it! Oh, your eyes are open Wait. so wide!
3: <laughs> I have to say that the most disconcerting element of this photo is that I didn't understand goth makeup or, like, a goth aesthetic. And, like, obviously what I should have done was worn, like, eyeliner or eyeshadow. But instead I drew black... Teardrops under my eyes Which is what gang members do When they've killed someone
4: You were in your MUA
3: bag (laughs) But I thought that this was like What emo people (laughs) did
4: So we have um, like a fun A fun little thing we want to do With y'all virgins Mm -hmm. We want you to confess
3: Think of this as a digital confessional booth
4: Call into this number And let us know what is the thing that you are so obsessed with that you force everyone in your life to experience it along with you
3: and we want to hear from like both sides of this whether you're a rose or whether you're a friend whether you were like a totally like culture nerd growing up or if like you didn't know anything and this was like the first thing that like cracked you open
4: We have a hotline ready for you
3: three two three. Penance Okay And if you don't know how to spell that Because I didn't know how to spell it It's 323
4: three, three, six, two, six, two, three. is 323-penance three, three, So call in We will play your responses um, If it's good If it's good Well thank you so much for Coming on this journey to the mall With us today Meet me behind the mall As Taylor Swift said She sure. Um Join us next week when we will be talking, finally, about Father, Son, and House of (laughs) Gucci, starring Lady Gaga. Don't know if you've heard of her.
3: You can tweet your takes at us on this week's episode. You can post it on your Instagram story. Any way you want to, you know, get in touch with Rose or I about what you think about... This topic. We'd love to hear it.
4: Yeah, also if you have embarrassing photos of yourself um that you're comfortable sharing on the internet. Being a god pl- being a god please tag us. Oh,
3: that would be so good. I'm your co-host, Fran Torado, and you can find me at Fran Squishco, uh wherever you want on social media.
4: And I'm Rose Dom you. You can find me at Rose Dom on Instagram and Twitter.
3: You can subscribe to Like a Virgin anywhere you listen to podcasts, obviously, and it would be amazing if you left us a review. Like a Virgin is an iHeartRadio production. Our producer is the Phoebe Unter with support from Lindsay Hoffman, Julian Weller, Jess Kranchich, and Nikki Etor. Until next week. See you later, Virgin.
4: Bye.
3: Happy Pride! This is Raquel Willis from Queer Chronicles. I'm here to tell you about Lambda Legal. For more than 50 years, Lambda Legal has been in court protecting the civil rights of LGBTQ plus people and everyone living with HIV. And the good news is you can help. Support Lambda Legal's work by donating this Pride Month. Throughout June, all donations up to $100,000 will be matched. To donate, go to lambdalegal.org. That's L-A-M-B-D-A legal.org. Help Lambda Legal remain unstoppable.
6: Happy Pride from Tomboy X. Celebrating pride in the queer community all year. Queer founded, queer run, and the makers of the original boxer briefs for women. Creating sustainable size and gender inclusive underwear, swimwear, and loungewear for all bodies so you feel comfortable in your own skin tomboy x just dropped their pride 24 collection obsessively fit tested for all-day comfort in sizes three extra small through 6x visit tomboyx.com